0: and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers podcast. I'm your host, Jen Smith. Here we are today with a story about navigating the first year of self-employment. Specifically, the five lessons learned, confessions, and reflections while navigating self-employment for the first time, which happened to be the year 2020, and we all know that was a wild year for multiple reasons. Now, the lessons that I learned that I'm going to share with you were definitely amplified due to what we all went through although they are still relevant for anyone interested in self-employment or working in a non-traditional way. So let's dive in. I was so excited for 2020 when it was on the horizon. It was a new decade. What a perfect time for a new chapter, so I was so excited to leave the corporate world behind and leap into self-employment in this new decade. Go all in was my mantra as I entered my first year of self-employment as a full-time career coach and HR consultant. Up until that point, career coaching was something that I loved, but it was a rather calm, calm, side gig alongside a rather demanding full-time HR career. In December 2019, all that changed as I chose to make the jump into self-employment, which was the right decision for me. Although I did not choose to run smack into a worldwide pandemic, economic turmoil, civil uprising, in an unprecedented election, and challenge after challenge after challenge. Talk about trial by fire. I joke with my friends and family that the headline for my first year of self-employment was something like this, severe storms, high winds, and heavy rains expected. So maneuvering through my first year of self-employment through the ins and outs of global chaos was not in the plans, but I made it safely to shore and managed to learn a thing or two about successfully navigating an unpredictable landscape. So with that, I want to share a glimpse into my top five reflections and lessons learned that kept me afloat and on course throughout that treacherous forecast and beyond. Lesson number one is focus on what you can control. Thomas S. Monson is a trusted American religious leader, and he says, we cannot control the wind, but we can direct the sails. So I recall the exact moment that pulled the wind out of my sails and nearly sunk my ship. It was March 2020, and I was listening to the radio and heard that universities across the nation were closing. Specifically, University of Pennsylvania was informing students not to return after spring break due to the potential spread of COVID-19 across campus. The sheer logistics of a decision like that made my head spin. How would students get their belongings from campus? What about the tuition they paid a ton of money for? Not to mention all the chaos that campus leaders would have to go through navigating a decision like that. And then a few days later, the mayhem went into overdrive. We all listened to too many conversations about layoffs, lockdowns, and loss. So this reality check shoved me into a near panic. I thought, oh my goodness, what did I just do? I left my secure and familiar corporate HR job and now the world is shutting down complete fear began to take over. And as I found myself in a mode of what if and worry, I quickly reminded myself that I cannot control the economy or the stock market or the weather for that matter. By the way, it is snowed in May where I live. <laughs> so focusing on things I have no control over spirals into unproductive thoughts and only compounds the situation, which left me or any of us exhausted from wasted emotion and energy. And then a major realization happened. I thought to myself, wow, now more than ever, career coaches are going to be called to serve their purpose. With layoffs at a record high and businesses forced to close their doors, there were too many highly qualified and skilled people left swimming upstream without direction. So consequently, I made the decision to turn down the daily news and turn up my focus on each of my clients. So I poured extra energy into helping them through their unique career situations. Part of heart-based career planning is being agile. So I had big plans. I had a plan to partner with a local business leader on a really in-depth, in-person career planning workshop. But then when everything shut down... We adjusted that to a virtual workshop and opened it up to anybody at no cost. I also had plans to partner with local businesses and help them create early career talent strategies. But when the world shut down, I knew that that wasn't going to work. And so I quickly pivoted and focused on my career coaching practice. So whether people were rethinking their career, Branching out with a change in need of an updated strategy for a personalized job search or just a simple dash of energy to spark momentum. I felt really lucky to be in a place to guide even more people safely through the storm. Lesson number two is to set fierce boundaries which ties into my nourish to flourish philosophy. And it also makes me think of those airline safety videos that we have to listen to before takeoff where they say something to the effect of, should an emergency occur, fit your own oxygen mask first before attempting to help others. I will tell you that boundaries take on an entirely new meaning when you're self-employed especially during months and years of simultaneous grief and chaos. One of the commitments I made to myself as I ditched the eight to five and transitioned into self-employment was not to fall back into a place of pure exhaustion. When you work for yourself, it is easy to be on 24-7. And when you love your work, that can actually feel very comfortable up until a certain point. At the same time, after learning the hard way, I know that balance and boundaries are a healthy approach to any career. So making space to think and to learn and to absorb is critical. When the universe came to a screeching halt in the spring of 2020, I restarted my practice of blocking time on my calendar to think. Literally, time blocks labeled TTT, time to think. And I know I saw this in an article somewhere. I used to do it in the corporate world, and then I began carrying it back into my self-employment practices. So this space allowed me to do a little extra dreaming and scheming about new ways To plot the route for clients and stay on top of this ever-changing job market and economic forecast. Along with daily time to think, I also blocked off two days a month. So this was a Thursday and a Friday for unscheduled time. So it was two beautifully spontaneous days. That did not mean I didn't work, it just meant that I had space, unscheduled, no-strings-attached time to do what needed to be done without scheduled obligations. Not to mention, disrupting the routine for a couple days was a fabulous way to generate energy and creativity. So much so, I still have these practices to this day. And it turns out that making the space to catch my breath was a critical component to trekking through 2020 successfully. Lesson number three is to find the flowers. So in the words of Melinda Gates, she says, optimism isn't a belief that things will automatically get better. It's a conviction that we can make things better. Complaining about tough times is easy, especially because our brains are wired to automatically protect us, particularly from severe storms. It takes courage to be enthusiastic. It takes time to express appreciation, to give compliments, and to call out all the goodness in every single day. Michelle Gielan is a positive psychology researcher, and she has an article called Optimists Are Better at Finding Jobs. And I'm going to put that in the show notes for you. And she states that optimistic thinking empowers us during uncertain times, prompting us to take positive action steps. She goes on to tell us that optimism is a choice, and it can be learned with practice and effort. One of the practices that helped me through this year was initiating daily rituals. And this is something that I do to this day, and I also recommend it to clients. So I know the word ritual might sound like a strong word, and it could even be construed by some as being religious. Although in its simplest form, a ritual is defined as a ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. Originally, I decided to get back to my daily gratitude practice and spend a couple minutes each morning replacing negative thoughts with gratitude. I've done this on and off throughout my career, and it's always helped me. And I love that it only takes a couple minutes to begin the day on the right foot. And then at one point, I noticed I was having a really hard time winding down in the evenings. And so I shifted my gratitude practice to the evenings, thinking through all the goodness from each day and recognizing how much I had to be thankful for. And then morning gratitude was replaced with a couple minutes of intention setting. So thinking through my schedule and setting a positive intention for each of the interactions. These daily rituals or opening and closing ceremonies had proven to restore the momentum and help me find the flowers within each day in spite of often threatening forecast and skies ahead. This doesn't mean that I'm trying to be Pollyanna or positive vibes only or anything like that. It's about keeping your head in the right space especially when you're in a role where you're serving others through a really turbulent time. Lesson number four is listen to the nudge. In the wise words of NBA's great Michael Jordan, he says, if you can't stop thinking about it, don't stop working for it. Truth be told, I felt a nudge to do this work for years. And through those years, I found every reason imaginable not to take the leap to self-employment until I ran out of reasons. And so it turns out that the nudge was right. I love packing my days with Career Talk and cannot recall another time when I felt this fulfilled even among the turbulent waves of 2020. So if there's one thing I learned through that year, it's that I should have listened to the nudge sooner. So if you're finding yourself in this same place, you might want to ask yourself a few things. First, do you feel a consistent nudge to do something different? Is there a secret dream in the back of your mind that you can't stop thinking about? or maybe it's a constant whisper that causes you to pause and rethink your current career path. So why not allow your mind to open up, get curious, tune in and explore? I would encourage you to give it a shot. Lastly, lesson number five is cultivate community. Your relationships and your community matter. Coretta Scott King, author, activist, and wife of Martin Luther King says, the greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its members. So in the world of work, people often associate relationship building with networking and networking with job searching. But this is not the case. In fact, I'd even go out on a limb and say that networking and cultivating community is more effective when you're not job searching. Ideally, you're always building your professional relationships. And then when it comes time to get a new job, you have a group that you can tap into. Similarly, when you have people you can count on, especially when you feel like you're swimming upstream, there's nothing more comforting than having your community to rely on. Navigating self-employment in this new way of working through a ton of uncertainty for me would have never happened without my community. They provided core support, genuine care and love to make it through all the turmoil of that year. My network helped me with exchanging new ideas, keeping a pulse on what people needed, building new and better ways to support job seekers. And that year, especially, my network contributed to my social well-being, helped boost my professional confidence in ways I could have never imagined. And for that, I am forever grateful. There's no doubt that 2020 was a year for the history books. It was a wild and woolly ride to say the least. In retrospect, I'm feeling especially grateful for going all in and in doing so, having extra space, energy, and the opportunity to steer even more career-minded, heart-based professionals through the stormy seas of that year. So here's to capitalizing on all the lessons learned and cruising forward with intention. So as a recap, the five lessons learned from a first year solopreneur. Lesson number one, focus on what you can control. In the words of Thomas S. Monson, we cannot control the wind, but we can direct the sails. Lesson number two, set fierce boundaries. As our trusted flight safety videos tell us, should an emergency occur, Fit your own oxygen mask first before attempting to help others. Lesson number three, find the flowers. In the words of Melinda Gates, optimism isn't a belief that things will automatically get better. It's a conviction that we can make things better. Lesson number four, listen to the nudge. In the wise words of NBA's great Michael Jordan, if you can't stop thinking about it, don't stop working for it. And lastly, lesson number five, cultivate your community. Coretta Scott King says it best. The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its members. Ultimately, all of this led to headlines that read more like clear skies ahead. And Louisa May Alcott, American novelist, says it best, I'm not afraid of storms, for I'm learning how to sail my ship. If the idea of self-employment or a side hustle or starting something as a passion project intrigues you, then I hope these lessons helped. And trust me, if I can do this through 2020, you can do it too. And I'm always happy to share, so don't ever hesitate to reach out. With that, I'll be back next week talking a little bit more about heart-based relationship building. As I mentioned, it was the one thing that kept me afloat during this tricky year of 2020, and it's super important when it comes to career planning. So if you are finding this podcast helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you next week.